Dynamai and welcome to episode 21 of What's Your Jam? Conversations about what makes us happy, have a cup of tea and or a jam scone. This is the 21st episode, I did it. 21 episodes, 21 days. My final guest was the director of the New Zealand Fringe Festival, the lovely Hannah Clark, who uh, managed to take some time out from her incredibly busy schedule to come and talk to me, which I feel very, very privileged for. This is the last chat. We have a chat about her experiences in Fringe, uh, things that she's learned for touring, things that she's picked up from other people, um, some exciting opportunities that are coming up. Uh, specifically uh, that Keith, I want to say Keith, Keith Patterson from um, San Diego Fringe is going to be here tonight, Thursday uh, the 2nd of March at the Welsh Dragon Bar at 5.30pm. So um, if you're a fringe artist and you want to find out about San Diego Fringe and also some trips to Mexico, you should go and visit uh, at that time at that place. Um, you know what, here's the chat. This is our final chat. Let's Let's get into it. Thanks for listening. You and Fringe and I feel like Fringe is probably your main jam. Yeah, it's definitely what keeps me the busiest. It keeps you the busiest. Thank well, you so much for being on What's Your Jam, by the way. Uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's nice to be included. Isn't it nice like, to be in a show? <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you were actually in a Fringe show? Oh, gosh. I don't, I actually, oh, gosh. That's a really good question. Um, because of course yes. I've produced and directed Fringe shows yeah. whilst also working for Fringe. Right. But you haven't been a performer. I don't think I've acted in a Fringe show properly since before my kid was born. And how old's He's seven. Damn. Yeah. And now you're more in the managerial or, directory sort of world. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of producing outside of... Mm-hmm my job at Fringe yeah. as well. So I have a production company called Present Company Live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is puppets and oh, yeah. puppet solo fiction, shows. And puppet Fiction is one of them, yeah. Yep, yep. Puppet Fiction. I've been working with Julia Croft on touring. Or uh, If There's Not Dancing at the Revolution, I'm Not Coming. That show broke me. It's really oh my good, God. Right? It was great. And then on the walk home, I had a big cry. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was, just, it, was, it was more to do with the, like, I was like, this is very powerful. But also, I just watched the scene from uh, House of Wax where, what's her name? Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton dies. Mm. And I had walked out of that film because I couldn't handle it. And, I'd, I'd and then you got exposed and then I was to it. And this... going like, this is happening. I'm watching it. In, oh my god! In this really full-on double context as well. Yeah, massive yeah. context, and like the time the person I'd been with when I watched the movie hadn't been a great relationship, and so like I was just like, oh god, all of the layers. Oh, I'm really sorry. That was fine. <laughs> it was like it was totally like, oh, that cry felt good. Yeah, it's a really interesting show because it's such a call to arms, but it's also quite depressing to look at how far we haven't come. Yeah, because of course, okay, so context yeah um it's a so if there's no dance if there's no dancing revolution i'm not coming is julia croft's solo show where she has pieced together bits of pop culture Mm -hmm. and really exposes the male gaze on pop culture whether Mm -hmm. that be film or live performance or pop or 
everything like that. So yeah. the first night, the first day we did it in Edinburgh, our preview audience was um, about 25 kids from who were all there touring how, how old a musical. Um, they were all at least 16. Okay. But this big group of American teenagers who were there touring a musical that I've forgotten the name of. But at the time I remember thinking, oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> Let's see what yeah. happens. And it, but it was actually a really fantastic audience to do it to mm-hmm. because it's a group of, it, it's exactly the right age to create the revolution, mm. to, give to actually change impactful. the gaze, yeah. to be 16, to be a 16 year old boy mm-hmm. who's interested in live performance mm-hmm. or interested in performance and entertainment, to be exposed to something like that at such a crucial mm-hmm. age, I think is actually really good. That is awesome. Yeah. And we didn't get negative feedback. <laughs> <laughs> that know. is great. Yeah. <laughs> Although even sometimes when you do get negative feedback, it's still great. Like, yeah, like, it can really help you, yeah. I think. I think you've just got to take it on. Yeah. You've got to own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Julie has just done um, four or five night season at mm-hmm. Perth Fringe World oh, as well, beautiful. where she sold out at the Blue Room, which is like the sister, it's like a sister venue of Bats or yeah. the basement. It's, I think I went there once. Yeah, it's it really was, cool. And the people cool. who run it are really great. Yeah. And they have really cool shows. Oh. Really start. And yeah, she had a great time. That's awesome. So you're producing. And so basically, when you're not directing Fringe, <laughs> you are producing live work. How, how much of a full-time mm. job is the Fringe job? Um, on paper, mm-hmm. it's not. Right. <laughs> it's, um, like many arts jobs. Yes, yeah. yes. It, well, it's, you know, I mean, it's all about delivering the festival rather yeah. than turning up to work at five, at nine, yeah, five? Yeah. Turning up to work at nine and leaving at five. Yes. Um, but it is, this this year is the first year that I've actually had a 12-month contract where I've been working on the fringe oh, really? consistently for the right. whole year, or will be, Yeah, which has been great, mm-hmm. actually um, able to create some continuity and, mm-hmm. and actually talk to our amazing sponsors mm-hmm. out of season yes. and try and build up more of our artist development program and that stuff. So it's part, in theory, it's part very, very part-time. Mm-hmm. very light on the hours um kind of in the may june april may june bit yeah which is when we do a lot of reporting and a lot of planning and yeah. then it gradually builds up until it's just all of the hours every hour all of the hours like right now i'm i'm really impressed that you were able to come and do this <laughs> i well, have like an incredible last team though yeah, yeah the, we're super busy because we've got the awards on sunday oh, yes. which i'm very very excited about it's yeah. my favorite day of the year because it's uh, so fun part of it's because i know that i get to sleep in the next day <laughs> and for the day after that as well yeah but um well as much as you can when you got to get a kid to school but yeah. um it's such a huge, it's just the whole day is all about celebrating all of this hard work that all of these people have done. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, as a fringe participant, I remember rocking up to the awards and they were at the Paramount Theatre and this would have been like 2006. Oh, yeah. And seeing one of my best friends and being like, oh my God, how are you? How was your show? I'm so sorry I didn't get to see it. And then realising that there were like 50 other conversations around me that were identical. Yeah. And that yeah, that's... Yeah. The awards are like actually when everybody gets finally gets to come together and really yes. 
really celebrate each other. Yeah. You get to go, oh, you were in Fringe. Right. Yeah. And then you hear these awards that are for shows that you go, I didn't see that, but everyone seems very impressed that they got an award. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> That sounds great fun. Yeah, and we're, really we're cool. back in the church again this year? Yeah. Oh, cool pastor. St. Peter's and Willis. Well, Reverend Dawson, or Reverend Awesome, as we like to call him, is yeah. now actually a councillor for oh. Wellington City Council. So he's no longer Reverend Dawson. Oh. He's councillor awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but he'll still be there. And this year yes. he gets to just hang out and drink the free wine. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Hopefully we won't break anything. No. No breaking anything, anybody. If you're listening to this and you're a fringe participant, don't break anything. Well, we're revering the fringe work and the fringe artists and also the venue in which we are in. Yes. We're so lucky to be there. It's such a great place for a party. Mm. And it's also a really great venue. Mm. And I would urge anyone looking for something alternative mm-hmm. to really consider St. Peter's and Willis because it's a really, the people there are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a really beautiful venue. It has great acoustics. It does. It does. It really does. I used a microphone there last year quite a lot so it was it was very it was very pleasant and, and like there's a lot of seats you need to fill but if you're doing a one-off but you don't have to doing, open the top bit that's true you can that's you can very true you can just have a, a small congregation because yeah. it's a congregation when you're in a church isn't it yeah totally as opposed to an even if it's a friday night yeah and you're doing a gig <laughs> <laughs> you're doing concert there oh man there's been a couple but yeah, yeah. it'd be great to see more that'd be awesome how, how has your fringe been? How are you doing? How are you holding up? <laughs> I'm great. Yeah. I have this, I am so lucky. We have this incredible team who are basically working for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have four interns, mm-hmm. all of whom are really genuinely engaged in the arts and in building building careers and, right. and right. my, my phone's ringing and I'm just gonna say not now sorry I can't talk now carry on <laughs> <laughs> thanks phone um yeah and they're, they're just there's this they have amazing energy and they're up for making this festival happen so yeah. we have them and then and they're all doing multiple roles and then also have Sasha Tilly, mm. my right-hand lady. That girl. Who is just doing all the things that I don't have time to do. And she's just sort of like going, you've got this on today. <laughs> like, Number one amazing personal assistant. Well, like, hey, what are you doing here? Don't you have a meeting? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> Can I borrow your coat? Thanks. Okay. <laughs> and her coats are probably amazing. Yeah. Although we <coughs> we um, we both went to the Koto uh, workroom oh. sale last year. Oh, yeah. And... Um, all right, we went and we went at the same time, and then we lost each other in the craziness that is that workroom sale. Yeah. And then I got back to the office wearing one, a new coat that I bought. And as I walked in, she, can I swear on this? Because uh-huh. yeah. as I walked in, she went, "Oh, fuck off!" <laughs> and she bought. She was sitting there in the same coat. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to. We've only <laughs> we've only um, accidentally been out in it at the same time once so far. Is it quite a striking coat? Mm, it's very, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pink with this black design on it. Like, it's oh. very different. Like, it's so, so we were like, well, maybe we should just get more of them and everyone should have you them. You can have pink this ladies. Will be, this will be the new fringe uniform. Oh, my God. How can we get more of them? There's, I do worry them. sometimes that we might be morphing into the same person. <laughs> you know what? I know both of you. That's not so bad. Like, you're both really good humans. So just keep all the good stuff and then you'll be fine. You'll be totally fine. Um, yeah, we yeah. we were talking about for fringe actually. We couldn't 
I went looking for one of the old puppet fiction um, clothes racks because we use them to hang the puppets on because mm-hmm. we wanted to put one in the office as a shared wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Because we spend so much of our time there during the festival, but instead we just have piles of clothes everywhere. That's awesome. There's a, quite a bit of borrowing going on. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. sharing, keeping everybody well-dressed, <laughs> well-fed. Just taking care of each other, you know. That's good. Yeah. And have you been able to get out and actually watch Fringe shows this year? I have probably seen fewer Fringe... I've seen fewer Fringe shows this year than last year because mm-hmm. I've been in the office <clears throat> until late at night oh, man. most days. Mm-hmm. But that's just because there's just so much to do. It's all the behind-the-scenes stuff that people just don't really realize goes into it yeah it's um it always it always makes me smile when it's like fringe launches it opens yeah and like this year it was friday the 10th mm-hmm. and the next day someone's like ah oh, so you must be feeling really relaxed now you just get to sit back and enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah, no not at all that's not what happens no that's next week yeah so next week you do a lot of sleeping I'm going to go and see Cindy Sherman next week. Oh, I'm going to go to the Cindy Sherman exhibition. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to drop my kid at school and go to City Gallery and just spend some time with Cindy Sherman. That's my plan. Looking after yourself yeah. with art. Yeah, I think so. I was so paranoid I was going to miss it. When's the run till? <laughs> like another, another two weeks or something. Cool. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to Adelaide Fringe. Ah. What are you doing at Adelaide Fringe? I'm um, part of what they they have a program. Their artist development program is called the Honeypot, mm-hmm. and I will be. I'm a delegate as part of the Honeypot program, so mm-hmm. I get to go and meet lots of people and talk to them about Wellington, mm-hmm. um, and meet lots of other festival directors and promoters from around the world. And I also, so while I'm there, I'm networking hard mm-hmm. to draw them over to New Zealand right. and make sure that we that our artists are on their map I guess right, you know uh, right. within there that they're looking at the work coming out of New Zealand so mm-hmm. I'm kind of there as a champion of New Zealand fringe artists yeah. but also um I get to, I actually get to go and see stuff Yay! which is great <laughs> and be inspired by it and talk to people about coming out to New Zealand as well and we have a brand new touring award and another new touring another award touring this year one. with oh. Adelaide Fringe oh, great. and the Adelaide Fringe award is Fifteen hundred Australian dollars. Wow! And free registration. That's great. And venue matching as well. So whichever show is selected for that. When you say venue matching, yeah. Um, they you get in touch with the Adelaide Fringe Festival team, mm-hmm. and talk to them about your work, and they will help match you with the right venue for you. Oh, that's so, so good. You, because if you're going into an unknown city, it's yes. really tricky and very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. You know, it you might... get a place that you think is going to be like right in the middle of town, and actually the hub of Fringe is about five blocks away, and you're like, ah, oh, that's not good. Oh, that's where all the audiences are for yeah. the kind of thing that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, you want to be with your people so that the, so that the other yeah. people could find you. It's interesting you say what what um when you get inspired by shows and other mm. fringes. Given that during Fringe you're not so much making shows, what do you do with that inspiration? Well, or I, are you making shows? I just have missed it entirely. Ah, well, I <laughs> yes, actually, yes, good. Um, so we did a new version of Dodge. We did so we did Dodge oh, at yeah. um, Fringe last year, mm-hmm. and off the back of that, we got a season at the World Buskers Festival in so January good. of this year in Christchurch. Yeah. So, um, I co-wrote 
and directed and produced that. Oh, great. Um, and but so that we did that in French last year, and then we did it down here this year, and then I've just come from a meeting with the amazing Anya Tate Manning and Izzy McKinnon about um, Anya's solo show that she's working on, which yeah. I'm super excited about. It's called My Best Dead Friend. Oh, yeah, I've seen the script heading thing as a photo on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a great so title. Keep an eye out for that one. That one's oh. in redevelopment at the moment. So you're producing that? Yeah, great. Um, but. The beautiful thing about getting to go to other fringe festivals and seeing all this other work is absolutely it's, the content is super inspiring for me as an artist, mm-hmm. but it's also incredibly inspiring for me as a producer. Mm-hmm. I can see what's possible. Mm. Um, when I was making shows in fringe ten years ago, we talked about we bandied around this idea that we might take one of our shows to Melbourne Fringe, and it all just seemed too hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Yeah, it's really not. It's um. It feels enormous. Like the idea of it feels huge. Yeah, but actually, it's really not. <laughs> what, are the, what are the big things that you sort of have to deal with in touring? When touring, like that. Um. The first, I think, the first hurdle is actually having confidence in your product. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people don't like talking about their art in those terms, mm-hmm. but it is. If if you have sold out locally. Mm-hmm. look at your audiences and are they all people that you know or are they actually other people mm-hmm. do you have something that people really want to see and want to experience and that you want to do again that you want to share with more people mm-hmm. that's probably the first hurdle right. just figuring that out is being like yeah this is a good thing yeah yeah and then look at your calendar yeah and go oh yeah I'm not doing anything at the end of September early October when fringe in Melbourne is happening and, oh, look, New Zealand's having a sale. Hmm. That's good to know. <laughs> you know? New Zealand and, has sales to Australia quite frequently. Yeah. So, you know, you – and just talk to other people and because um, you'd be surprised how many people you know, gauge whether or not – just talk to talk to friendlies. Mm-hmm. So talk to the amazing people at those festivals. They're, they're exactly the same as me. Like, mm-hmm. I've been part of the World Fringe Network since 2014. Mm-hmm. I um, attended a conference in Edinburgh mm. off the back of an Edinburgh Fringe bursary, Edinburgh Fringe Society bursary. It was the first time I'd written an essay since high school. It was oh my nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> but, and what I discovered though in this room of like 60 other festival directors is that we're all the same completely across the world. Um, and the thing with Fringe Festivals is that you're not going, you're not going to be paid to go. Mm-hmm. So you have to be an entrepreneur. You have to, you've got to produce your own show, mm-hmm. but it is entirely possible to tour the world yeah. on fringe and comedy show, comedy festivals, fringe festivals, get bookings for arts festivals, mm-hmm. and it upskills you so quickly. Um, it makes your work slicker and tighter. Yeah. You meet other incredible artists, and then you have collaborations with them. And mm-hmm. you, you know, you've had mm-hmm. Geraldine Quinn stay with you, who I you have. met. I have indeed at a Fringe festival. Yes, and I'm sure that would be reciprocated should you show up. As long as her house, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she had craziness with the flood. Yeah, but, she was flooded, yeah. but you know. But yes, yes. But it creates this kind of family of Meeting artists, people, and working with them. Yeah, 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 and it creates collaborations and. Man, I mean, some of the stuff I saw in Edinburgh this year was just awesome. Like, there were shows that I came out of just lunging with enthusiasm. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. What made you do that? What show was it? Christine. 
show called Christine. Yep, look up Christine. Um, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-E-N-E, I think. Christine. Christine. Yeah. Um, just so full on and in your face and amazing. And I went on a Sunday night and it was great because it was full of fringe artists in the audience, not kind of drunk Edinburgh. Friday night audiences. <laughs> that was pretty special. Rash Dash Theatre, oh, yeah. who are um, three women from London. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw their show Two Man Show in, in Edinburgh. At three Summer. women doing a show called Two Man Show? Yeah. Great. Um, I'm into it. It was, it, and it was incredible. And it was really brave, but it was really engaging and funny and brilliant. Really brilliant, actually. And there's so many. Did you see Hot Brown Honey? Yes. I have heard so much about it and I oh. want to see it. So a friend was like, you have to go and see this. You have to go and see this. You have to go and see this. All right, fine. We'll That's go. Fine. I took my aunt <laughs> and we had the best time. Mm. It was great. I came out of it just, you know when you come out of a show and your face hurts? Yeah. Not and not necessarily just from smiling, just from kind of emoting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? or just like, like your face, yeah. just like your eyebrows are raised yeah. and your cheeks are Yeah, just... everything's, it's like a facelift. Yeah. Hot Brown Honeys is a facelift. Right. It's amazing. Such high energy. I mean, in any for me, any show that starts with like five women in matching tracksuits screaming, fuck the patriarchy! Oh, and with like this big fat beats behind it, you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be fun. You're like, you were speaking my language. <laughs> like, this is going to be fun. But yeah. Um, but not in a yeah it's really interesting in those shows they're, they're really something like that is really upfront about what it is but mm-hmm. it's also massively engaging for a huge spectrum of audience yeah. you know it's Which not is, just made for raging feminists yeah yeah though it is lovely when people cater to us mm. I'm, I'm into that <laughs> it's definitely work out there I had a great the, the face workout or like the really like focused audience thing during fiery tongues mm. I went on Sunday after my big Saturday so I was like sitting there and I was really tired and as soon as I started I was like oh god okay pay attention I'm like yeah I had the face like afterwards I realized that my face had just been like really intent like listening face yeah they can't see me they don't need my listening face (laughs) (laughs) you needed your listening face I needed my listening face it was important Mm. oh gosh yay is anything uh this fringe made you just go Oh, oh, you're not able to. You're not able to put it on record. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm pretty. Um, yeah, I'm pretty careful about. Um, but if, I mean, the fundamentally with fringe, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, everybody is on the same platform. Yeah, nobody is better than anybody else. No mm-hmm. matter how experienced or how many times they've done that show before, mm-hmm. everybody, it's a level playing field. Yeah. And I'm really careful to make sure that I'm not, that I don't personally promote anybody over anybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you have power. You have the power to do that. <laughs> like, like it's you literally do, though. Like, you know, people are like, oh, the Fringe director mentioned this show. Shit. That's impressive. So it's... With great power. Listen comes to me great out. responsibility. Listen to me out of season. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you at the awards. Yeah. Like after the awards have all been handed out, I'll be like, so Hannah. Okay. Yeah. Be, be real. Okay. <laughs> but no, but there, there, I mean, there are shows that I'm really excited about. You know, um, the internet is where innocence goes to die and you can come too. I heard such good things. So I, we um, we saw that in Melbourne mm-hmm. and selected it as the tour ready winner. Right. So 
because I was like, this show is great. Yeah. It's so relevant. Mm-hmm. It's really entertaining and shocking. Yeah. And is going to be great in Wellington. I got added to one of the post-show, the, the Facebook chat. Yeah. You know how everyone in the audience gets added to a chat? Yeah. Someone just added it to me. Yeah, I did and that too. I, <laughs> I added Sam Brooks. He's in Auckland. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm adding you to a group chat and, and in a live show. He was like, sweet, up for it. I'm half a bottle of gin in. <laughs> I had no idea. I just came back to my phone after I had been in a show and I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> my phone was just an entire, like the whole... And the conversation was about monkeys. Yeah. And then people going, where's my sausage? And I was like, what? What is happening? Is that before you'd seen it? Yeah. I, no, I didn't get to see oh, it. Oh, you didn't get I to didn't see it. So you have no it. idea. So I have no context. I'm just like going, <laughs> the fuck is going on? I'm into this, but I'm very overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. Because I had that entire show's worth of messages. Yeah. Just going, like, I just what have to leave this conversation. Yep. I can't process all of this at once. Oh man! It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that was great. Yeah, um, we may have to choose opens on Friday. I think Thursday yeah. or Friday at Bats. Yeah, and I saw that in Melbourne in twenty fifteen. Oh wow! And said, "Please come to Wellington." <laughs> the, the the Wellington audiences will get this. Yeah, please come to Wellington. Great, and they're here, which is amazing and awesome. That's I'm so, so stoked. Um, That's useful to know, though, isn't it? That taking a particular show to another city will have a good audience because if you're making something that's very Wellington specific mm. and then you take it somewhere else you do have to work out how why does it matter that this audience is seeing it like yeah. what what are you giving them that yeah. you're giving the Wellington audience yeah yeah do you have you had to deal with that with your touring shows or have they been about things different to just Wellington um we're kind of lucky because because there's so much there's a lot of, I mean, the, I guess the show that I've toured the most extensively is, of course, Puppet Fiction, the oh. show that won't die. <laughs> is, it, is it dead yet? No. And by dead, I mean resting? No. We just got booked for Edinburgh again. <laughs> three years in a row. Oh, yeah. In a really beautiful venue yeah. in the Counting House um, ballroom, which mm-hmm. is beautiful and great. Um, but that show has had to evolve. Right. Um, and we very quickly learnt, um, because we did it in Wellington and it was crazy successful, probably because we did it in the smallest bar in the world. Yeah. Um, so we ended up, we did 35 shows in the first season. We're supposed to be four. Was it supposed to be four? <laughs> yeah. um, we... No wonder you're exhausted now. <laughs> um, and then the following year we were like, hey, we've got, let's, let's, fly with it let's do something with it so we went to Auckland Fringe and we immediately learned that we needed to adapt to our location right and that show has enough gag has enough gags in it and enough location-based comedy Mm -hmm. that we now have a strategy wherever we go we tailor it very quickly right to wherever we are it's just sort of basically dropping in references to yeah and like you know Sticking your phone in the window of the taxi as you leave the airport, so you've got some local footage, that kind of right. stuff, which we feed into the show. And, yeah. and but also the show has evolved a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. I'm kind of I wish we'd filmed it yeah. in 2012 because I would love to see that now because it is so different. Yeah, it's yeah. I think I've only seen one s- section mm. of it, and I don't think it was during that first season. 
if it works because I was working at Bats that first season <laughs> so I think I was constantly in the box office while yeah. it was happening in the bar while we were cramming people into a sweaty Sorry. sweaty little pit 20 people? No, 25. Whoa. I think you find 27 is the maximum you can fit in the pit before people start passing out. Did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Lumen is a very spacious bar. Yeah. And very comfortable. <laughs> no one's going to pass out, we promise. Bloody love Lumen. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was. But yeah, you do adapt. And the same with Dorge. We're able to adapt that. And I mean, I've been so lucky to work with such great professionals like James Nikise mm-hmm. who has taught me so much about how to work a festival mm-hmm. so when you rock up in a new town um you know the moment you hit the ground you've got flyers in your hand you're talking to everyone mm-hmm. you James does this wonderful thing where he asks everybody he meets where he can get a good coffee and then he will go to that place and he will make those baristas his new best friend and make sure that they come into the show yeah. and he'll go back there every day yeah um and he's, he's a genius at that. Do the, do the baristas then tell people? Is that the idea? That's the idea. So he'll invite hospice staff mm-hmm. from wherever he's landed. Yeah. He make, and, and he'll invite them along to the show. And then they, they kind of, they start doing the work They're for invested. Him. They're yeah. invested. So and then they... if, especially if he becomes a regular of that place and he yeah. can come and talk to them. and That's Yeah, so, you know, things like that. Um, I'm, when we were in Perth um, with Puppet Fiction... And I think James was doing so so gangster as well. The day we arrived, mm-hmm. um, him and Anya from the show found a gym really close to our venue mm-hmm. that had a um, you know free, first month free trial <laughs> and a cancellation policy of you had to give a month's notice. Yeah. So they went in and they signed up for this gym. Oh yeah, we're just in town for the signing up. Cool, thanks. So they got their free first minutes trial and then they immediately pushed it back over the counter and were like, cool, we'd like to give you a month's notice. <laughs> but it meant that they had a gym right on the doorstep of our venue that had really great air conditioning and showers because it's so hot there. It was genius. So that they were able to have showers before and after the show. But also they were kind of insinuating themselves, insinuating and, you know, getting themselves, inserting, inserting themselves into the community around mm. where they were working yeah. and making themselves local for the duration of their stay there. That's so clever. Yeah. Because it can be incredibly overwhelming just even just visiting a place, let yeah. alone touring to a place. Yeah. I think my one piece of advice would never go alone mm-hmm. until you're like John Bennett who's been doing it forever. Yeah. Um, who probably has friends in every town in the world now. Yeah. Um, I would always take somebody with you even if you so even if you're doing a solo show take a producer or take a tech or somebody with you because yeah. it is very very lonely I can imagine but you know you also make amazing friends while you're there you look at someone like Samina Zara and um, Mike Dr Blue who yeah. are here with shows they brought five shows this year yeah so they're the fiery hell? tongues and well they, yeah. they're here for a month it's so good um and that all kind of happened because I think so Anya met them at a venue in Edinburgh mm-hmm. and they all became friends. Yeah. And that was several years ago. And now they're part of the kind of the showbos, the yeah. the touring the showbos. I love that. The touring family <laughs> yeah. of, of festivals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're doing these shows together and making Yeah, and they're collaborating and, now. Yeah. It's cool. It's eh? Wonderful collaborating with people from that far away. Yeah. Oh, I, I had people from Christchurch in my show. That was, yeah. that was pretty snazzy. <laughs> Nelson, Christchurch and Nelson. Oh, yeah. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> Christchurch 
Crikey's not. That's an Australian thing. Anyway. <laughs> do you? Oh, bang. Just whacking my own microphones. I'm making like, this is the, I, this is my 23rd interview in three weeks. And today I've had my phone go off and I have whacked my own <laughs> microphone. Uh, I'm just like, surely I should be on top of this. But it's the curse. It's the end of fringe it's curse. The, it's the end of fringe curse. It's fine. It's fine. We're nearly there. Do you know there are so, I sat down this morning with the program. Yeah. To try and figure out how I can see as much as possible in the next few days. Mm. And there are so many great shows on. Yeah. It's really hard. All at once. But they have been the whole time. Yeah. Guys, so much great stuff. It's on all the time. And you have that thing of you go like, because if you just sort of duck out for a couple of days and you come back and you go, oh shit, I missed Mm. that whole thing. Yeah, I missed that one and that one and that one. Which is, you know, it's it's a symptom of being part of the fringe because I had two shows on Mm. and I've been doing this. And so like in a month all that, my friend brought a show, oh, uh, Lisa Allen brought her show up and she messaged me and was like, yes. I hope you're coming. And I was like, I'm from totally, Nelson. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah. I'm cool totally way. coming. And, and she runs the Nelson French Festival. She doesn't anymore. She's oh, no, Laura, 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 right. Laura and, but she came up. Laura came up and did my show. Yes. 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 Yeah. It was you awesome. see, it's just a tiny family. It's a really. tiny family of beautiful networkers. But, yeah. But yeah, like totally miss Lisa's show basically is my thing. And I messaged her going, I'm so sorry. Anyway, it just happens. It's really hard. We make it. We make a team effort. Mm. Right before the festival, we sit down on the floor and we each have a program and a calendar, yeah. and we divide up the program to make sure that everything right. in the program is seen by somebody in our team. That's a really good we just, system. It's really important to us that the fringe artists feel supported. Yeah, and also so that I mean, you've put all this work into making a fringe festival happen. If you then don't actually see. <laughs> what you've made happen that's kind of terrifying like to be honest with you some of my favorite moments are i i went to jacob's after party last thursday and it finished at the fringe bar and as i walked in thomas ford was doing karaoke oh god that number with this room full of people and there was like lisa sky was there from melbourne and there were all these like all the local all the local fringe artists as well and it was oh what a beautiful beautiful thing it was really lovely you know there's another one tonight tonight it's another no what day is it it's wednesday okay tomorrow night <laughs> i was like what oh, tomorrow see, i've completely thursday. lost track of time this now. will go live on thursday i thought yesterday was friday it's not it's not are you a time traveler <laughs> <laughs> today is wednesday there is just general fringe happening tonight i'm yeah. gonna go see tea with terrorists great I'm really excited. hopefully my husband's coming with me i'm not sure and then tomorrow i'm gonna see uh national average and hang out for karaoke afterwards great um, great choices and now i have to just work out like what else i can fill my time with because like once i finish this what's your jam i've loved you but like i can start going oh shows yeah oh just free with my time like you know what's happening ben paldrell's doing dilf which um i love the cover the, the poster i know it's i've like been really beautiful. enjoying his promo videos mm, his oh, really? chore porn soft chore porn <laughs> it's just him doing the dishes oh, beautiful. <laughs> looking seductively at the camera or not um he's definitely got a revealing outfit on okay i need to look this up soft chore porn soft chore porn oh, i don't know what that rough. um Actually, Great. speaking of bed, I was driving home from Costella on Saturday night yeah. at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And Oops, which is Out of Bound Sounds, yeah. which was a fringe show that they mm. did in, I think, 2012 or 2013. Yeah. 
that was um, these three-minute episodes. Yes. And it was Ben Powdrill and Dean Hewison and Richard Faulkner, basically, mm-hmm. talking the just the normal stuff that they talk about, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and they recorded it and they um, went live. They were released each day on Radioactive. Right. And then they'd have an omnibus on the weekends. Yeah. And 11 o'clock on, on Saturday night, I'm driving home and I get to Potty Row and I can pick up Radioactive again. And I was like, is that Richard Faulkner? <laughs> Wait. Is that Ben? <laughs> what is... Hang on a minute. Talk about post-fringe life. Like five years later at 11 o'clock on Saturday night. Is that five years? Yeah. What the hell? I know. I remember it more recently than that, surely. Surely I don't it was know. 2013. I don't know. My fingers have all blurred <laughs> together. I don't know what's happening. But I was like, that's yeah. so cool, you know, that things have a life after. Yeah. It's not just these remnants, these trails of things. Mm. Yeah. It can, it can keep going. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm so, I mean, I've been working really hard on this artist development program as part of the Fringe Festival mm-hmm. because I found it so frustrating myself. So I performed, I either, I either acted and produced, Teched, publicized, <laughs> like or directed fringe shows mm-hmm. for eight or nine years before I joined the administration, I yeah. guess. Um, and one of the most frustrating things was making, spending three months making a piece of work that we're super proud of that we got really, really great feedback from, and then nothing happening with it. Yeah. And I really, whether it's, I mean, it's it's okay to not do a show again. Mm-hmm. Because that's all part of your personal development. Yeah. But if you have made something great, do it again. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that. I mean, if you sell out, say you're at Bats and you sell out every night, that's what, 380 people? If you do a four night either. season or yeah. whatever, like the maximum you can mm-hmm. get in is like 85, 90 people. If you're in the downstairs, yeah. 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 That's less than 400 people. Yeah. You I can... guarantee there are more than 400 people in this city who go to theatre. Mm-hmm. So find them, reach them, do it again, yeah, and do it for all of your fringe friends that couldn't come because they were doing their own shows. Yes, but you know, but but redevelop your work. Look at what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and and yeah, extend it, extend yourself, and uh, yeah, do it again. Right now, we did awkward threes and twice more Mm. so far. Yeah, Um, we did it at Nelson Fringe, and we had three guests in one show instead of one guest (gasps) because we only did it once. So we sort of we sort of upped the guests. Which was amazing because we had two guests that we were like, we figured it'd be them because we knew they were in Fringe and they're great improvisers. And then a friend of ours turned up from Australia <laughs> and he'd been at Fringe all week. And, and, and been and hiding they, from the you. The whole Fringe festival managed to hide him from us. <laughs> like he was in a show earlier in the week and they said to the audience, this is Jason Gary. Uh, just so you all know, he's a secret. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> so this re- there was a review written for the show that said six improvisers and a secret guest. And I saw it and went, that's weird. <laughs> and, then, and they managed to have him go out of town on the day that we arrived. And then that night he walked into the room wow. and we were just like, what the hell? <laughs> and he just been sneaking around. Oh, isn't that beautiful? It was amazing. Like, oh. It was so good. I really want to like surprise him back. Same as when we did the show originally, we had a guy come over from Australia and we wanted to surprise him back. Yeah, you had to his, find a way. I know. We just had his 30th birthday and he invited us, but it was the day after we did our 10-hour soap. Ooh. And I was like, we can't. Deep Space Nine-Nine. Deep Space Nine-Nine. I've mentioned that like 12 times on this show because, because I, of course. See, now that's a, is that a concept that was created for Fringe? Yeah. Because... 
last year it was Lyle Baywatch, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that title made me so happy. Yeah. I, li- I live in Lyle Bay. <laughs> yeah. So Lyle I love Baywatch it. Was so good. Well, we did 13 The Soap, which we really should have named after the school within the show because the, the school in the show we called Sweet Aria Valley High. Um, Sorry. (laughs) So it's Sweet Arrow Valley High and we had this 13-hour show based at a high school. And then last year we did Lyle Baywatch, 10 hours. And Mm. then this year Deep Space Nine-Eye, 10 hours. Um, Are you just working your way around suburbs with puns? Just making our way, suburby puns. It's pretty great. It's a really lovely – I think next time we're going to do it in the now instead of in the future because doing a show in the future with Deep Space Nine-Eye was incredibly difficult keeping all the story straight about Uh. what – like what science is real? Why are we here in space? What, who are these aliens? Versus like Lyle Baywatch. Great, we're lifeguards in Lyle Bay. That's all we need. So you wouldn't be like high tie tie time travelers or something. Oh my god, we did. <laughs> oh my god, we had another suggestion. High tie 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 kitchen. We had a suggestion which was uh, uh, Matt had came up with this idea because we have th- we have a thread of ideas in our private Facebook group, and one of the ideas was keeping up with Matt- Kendala. <gasps> Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna have to write all these down. But his was uh, the idea of doing one set at like a newspaper called High Times at Hatai Tai Times. Oh gosh, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of great names that people come up with. Or oh, Koru Koru Nation Street. Yeah. Okay. Copyright. Copyright. All these names. Copyright. <laughs> it's basically it's just about finding a fun world to play in for ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly a tourable work, though. It's no, but really it's not. but it's great that you're that you've created almost an institution. Yeah, it's becoming really fun, and that it's I love that it's in fringe. Yeah, and it's kind of like this little oh, when the registration came in this year, we were like oh, there it is. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a we've got an American intern who thought it was deep space deep space nay nay. Well, should we work? Watch me we did have someone, we had a character, because we, we brainstormed the characters beforehand, and we had, um one of the characters was called Dab Ginsu, and he was like a Klingon kind of uh, parallel, and his thing was that his like salute was dabbing, like <laughs> the thing, and I was like, I don't get it, and then we were like, had to explain what dabbing was to each other, because you know, we're old. Yes. But no, I get it no, now. Not as I'm, hip with the consoles we're used to. I understand that reference now. <laughs> but no, it is delightful doing something like that within French. Do you I, know, I think that's one of the scariest things for me. This year I've probably felt older mm-hmm. than any other, <laughs> any other year. It's probably, I mean, that's not probably not surprising because I am older yeah. than I have been any other it's year of my life. Yeah, I, that's how I hear. Yeah. Um, but I have, I'm, I'm, I realised that there are, you know, graduates of theatre programs who never went to Old Bats. Yeah. For whom that's just this weird, mysterious place that old people talk about. Yeah. And in fact, never even went to Bats out of sight, mm-hmm. you know, and, and... They just got here and it was beautiful. Yeah. Like, I mean, Old Bats was beautiful, but a very different kind of beautiful. Very different beautiful, yeah. yeah. Beautiful shabby sheep. Yeah. 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 But you know that, and and I'll, I'll be like, oh man, that show, that thing, and then be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Hannah. Yeah. I'm like really, none, none at all. Ah. Oh, come on. I walked past a girl today, <laughs> just on my on my way around town. I walked past a girl who was very young, young enough that she was wearing braces and just looked very youthful, and she had a t-shirt on that just said 1984, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not a reference to the book. You're just wearing a t-shirt with the year of my birth on it and I don't I don't know what your statement is I think I I feel old just 
looking at you. <laughs> oh, I think you can get them at like Glassons or Cotton On. No, I think they're from Just, Cotton On. Okay. 1984 t-shirts. I'm, I'm going to need one, so yeah. that's good to know. Um, I think the first time it really hit me was when I saw somebody wearing a Spice Girls t-shirt as retro. <gasps> and I was like, oh, how God. dare you? I was in London in the late 90s. Yeah. When they, oh gosh! But no, it was for me. It was clip. it was Stodge Challenge two thousand and six. I was working at Bats in two thousand and six. <laughs> so when all those kids were making were doing Stodge Challenge, yeah, Stodge Challenge. I'd already yeah. been out of school for like nine years or something. Yeah. I'd graduated university. Yeah. I moved out to Auckland, set up a performing arts residency. Like, I was yeah. becoming immersed in this incredible world. Did you watch Stage Challenge? I did, and I loved it. It was glorious. Also, my school didn't do Stage Challenge. Neither. So, Neither. it was like this kind of weird enigma, and now yeah. I feel like I've been through it. Yeah. That you was, it was, it was incredibly reassuring to know that teenage conversations have not progressed. No. At all. None. In the last 20 years. Teenagers are just <laughs> glorious. They're just glorious. Oh, it's awesome. I oh, love it. I was going to say the other old, the other thing than that maybe go like old was just at the end when Alice May delivered that line of, guys, I'm 26. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, and I was like, 26? You're still a baby. We <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember being 26. Jesus, best year of my life. Really? That's My awesome. favourite age. Oh, Absolutely. 26. 26 is my favourite age. Mm. Yep. I'm about to be 33 and I'm excited by that number. Yep, that's also a good I number. I think that's going to be good. Yeah. I have an Irish friend who had a dirty tree and a turd birthday party. Dirty tree and a turd? <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think I'm having a party. My uh, good friend of mine's getting married that same week. And that's not a, um, oh, she's getting married so I can't have a party. But like, I'm just <laughs> going to have a lot of stuff on. That's going to be a really great wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I reckon a couple of weeks later I'll have dinner or something. Yeah, like how many, how many great frocks can you get into a week though? Probably heaps. Probably. Maybe you should have a party. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> maybe you should just have. You just convinced me a frock week, the week of a week of wearing great frocks for for your birthday. I did just get this frock in the mail today. It is beautiful. It's really great. I got it from Dangerfield in Australia. Yes, um, because I keep going to that store, and then I realise they have an online store. Oh. I'm so sorry, everybody, but this is now my life. But it's it's a it's a blue dress with lobsters on it, and that says "butter me up." Beautiful. It's it's really, it has pockets. Uh, pockets. Uh, I won't. I don't buy clothes that, have, that don't have pockets. In fact, I've started <laughs> rearranging my wardrobe so that everything without pockets is at the back. That's a really it's good. It's all idea. been relegated. That is a good system. I can't live without pockets anymore. Clothes should not come without pockets. Mm. I bought a dress, another dress from Dangerfield, and it doesn't have pockets, but it's got a really nice big skirt. I'm just going to put pockets in. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And when I say I, I'm asking my sister to do it because she's like a seamstress, so <laughs> she won't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm likely to. Yeah. Well, we have we have diverged. We have diverged somewhat. Uh, digressed. Digressed is probably hmm. a more more likely thing. Hmm. Are you looking forward to the last few days of Fringe? Yes and no. Yes and no. Um, like part of me, you know the um. The hermit in me, because mm-hmm. I, I live in this, I'm so, so lucky. Mm-hmm. I live in a in a one-bed flat with my seven-year-old yeah. um, at the top of a hill mm-hmm. looking out over Lyle Bay. Oh, my God. I like to call it Hannah's Playhouse. And <laughs> <laughs> good, if, it, good. if it was bigger, I would have performances there. Yeah. Um, and But I'm, I'm super, super lucky. I've only been living there a couple of months, and 
um, the hermit in me is like desperate for fringe to be over so that I can just hang out there with my cat and like just see how long I can survive up there without leaving. (laughs) But the other part of me is already mourning for fringe, like realizing that it's so close to finishing because it has been extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So many cool things. And I've wanted to be more involved that I kind of, so part of me just desperately wants to eke it out as long as possible. Yeah. But part of me also would quite like to go and hide for a little while. Yeah. But I, I know it's not really possible. And also once you get to that last week, it just goes so fast. Like the mm. first week and, the, and a half, they like sort of crawl. It feels like it's going to go on forever, and right? boom, you're at the end. Yeah. 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 Good, I didn't blast. I thought I blew out the mics <laughs> again, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm really professional. I'm clearly really improved across <laughs> the three weeks. See? Artistic development. Absolutely. Hey, hey Skills so development. <laughs> Skills development. Artistic development. I made a show. I made a thing. Yeah. I through to the end. I'm going to list. Oh, thank you. Yay. That's oh, great. Um, I... you listen to any? <laughs> it's totally fun. It's been, um, it's, yes, it's been on The Office. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Bree's played it in The Office. What's and so like I, I, I catch snippets every now and again Ooh. when I'm running around doing stuff. That's good. Pretty great. Yep. That's pretty fun. Uh, I don't want Fringe to be over. Oh. I'm feeling nostalgic for last week. <laughs> well, when you leave, you'll feel nostalgic for this. And it's then you'll true. Feel nostalgic. This beautiful, this beautiful oh, studio. Yeah. This yeah. lovely cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you know what? what? So this is going to be available tomorrow? Yes. Okay, so. So at, it's Thursday today. At 5.30 mm-hmm. today, Thursday. Yes. Um, You can come and meet Kevin Patterson. From San Diego Fringe, what? who's come all the way to visit us. San Diego Fringe. Mm-hmm. And so they have a venue in Mexico. And so you can go to San Diego Fringe and do San Diego and Mexico. And all you have to do is get yourself there. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. 5.30, the Welsh Dragon. Welsh Dragon. Yeah. Across from Bats, 5.30. Yeah. And I'm, will you be there as well, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'll be right. there. That's very exciting. And Kevin is also representative of CAFs, which is the Canadian Association of Fringe Festivals. Oh. So they run the Fringe. There's a massive Fringe tour in Canada mm-hmm. that's run quite differently to the way New Zealand and, and Edinburgh Fringe they and have places like that. They and stuff, right? Yeah, they have like a, a lottery system. So yeah. There's only a maximum number of shows. Right. But they have amazing audience uptake and, and attendance. <clears throat> And they program when and where you are. Yeah. But everybody I've spoken to who's done the Canadian circuit just absolutely raves about it. That's awesome. So he's also a rep for that. Great. Because how cool would that be? To you can literally Diego. tour the world. Yeah. You can go to San Diego and hit Mexico. What? I know. International artists. Yeah. That's so And cool. they're really keen to get some Kiwis over there. They're really keen. Great. To host some shows. I wonder if this show's tourable. Probably. Yeah. I don't need a venue. I just need a room. Yeah. Like, and some blankets. And like a little suitcase full of tech. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would totally tour this. Go to San Diego. They'd be like, sorry, can you you repeat that? Okay. You have to slow it down. Well, let me try again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kia ora. Kia ora. No, my ho. 
part of my welcome. That would be great. That'd be super cool. I would totally tour this. If anyone's listening and, and wants to bring me anywhere, I'm, I will come. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's probably plenty. I hope the rest of your fringe is really nice and I'm going to see you probably either at 5.30 tomorrow or I'm yeah. going to see you at the awards. I'm so looking forward to partying with everyone. Yeah. To really lean ahead and we've got a couple of surprises yeah. lined up. Who's hosting the awards? Got a couple of surprises yeah. lined up. Great. That's beautiful. Everyone's like, is it James Nakisa again? And I'm like, no, he said no. He, he was like, I'm He's not here. Trust me, I asked. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He was like, I've done it three times. I'm stopping. <laughs> yeah, but the only way you can actually stop is by leaving the city. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it. Good good work, James. All right. Hey, um, have a fun time. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Thanks. Bye. Bye. about fringe during fringe is it recursive no it's not even meta it's just asking someone about what they're into that's it that's 21 interviews that's what's your jam for for fringe 2017 Uh, I really hope you've enjoyed listening I've enjoyed doing all these interviews I have learned a lot about a lot of topics and got to have really great conversations with people and I really enjoyed it and um, I hope you enjoyed it too uh, there's still a few more days of Fringe, so get out there and see, sing, see things. Go to fringe.co.nz. Um, and if you have, if this is the first episode of What's Your Jam you've listened to, go and check out the other 20. There is a lot of chats on there. Those, like They range from sort of 30 minutes to 60. There's a lot of talking. Some of it's mine. I talk a lot. I'm okay with that. That's why I'm making a podcast. Hey, um, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for telling your friends about it um i had like there's like over 300 subscribers to this podcast which is kind of mind-boggling and i appreciate every single one of you because otherwise i'm just talking into the internet and uh hoping that it echoes and it seems like people are listening and that's really lovely and i mean i'm pretty sure you're listening to the guests more than you're listening to this little bit of rambling that happens at the end of the episode I'm going to wrap this up now. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great fringe. Ciao. What's Your Jam is recorded in Wellington and is part of the New Zealand Fringe Festival 2017. Music by Robbie Ellis. Casual interference and support from Molly the Cat. Tea provided by Tea Leaf Tea on Manor Street. Jam expertly crafted by Bachman's. This show is hosted and produced by me, Jennifer O'Sullivan, and you can find useful links, more episodes, and suggest future guests by visiting whatsyourjam.nz. Thanks for listening. 